The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fooler on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Jesus, it is good that we are here. I don't know about how your heart was moved at the beginning of Mass, but I just want to like, thinking of David dancing before the ark, man, I just wanted to come down like, yeah, with all those beautiful young voices singing out, right? He came from heaven to earth to show us the way from the earth to the cross our debts he paid from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, we lift your name on high, right? How beautiful it is and how good it is that we are here. And what makes it all the more beautiful is when each and every one of us, to the best of our ability, engage our hearts. Engage our hearts. As the prophet Joel said, and as we read in the sign coming up, Joel chapter two, verse 12, Return, return to the Lord with all your heart and each and every one of you led by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit who leads us here, it's the Holy Spirit who leads your parents here, who lead the little ones here. It's the Holy Spirit who leads us here and we've all returned. We've returned again this Sunday. And if for you it's been years maybe many years, and it's your first time returning back, or it's your first time returning back, the Holy Spirit's led you here, God's providence led you here, and you have returned to the Lord and you are here, and you know what? It's good to turn to Jesus in our heart and say, Lord, Rabbi, teacher, it is good that we are here. Last week we talked about being led by the Spirit out into the desert, these 40 days in which we journey, and that we're gonna have to battle. I don't know what your battle was last, this past week, but I know each and one of us have to battle. And you know, sometimes, you know, if we're really honest, we, we kinda depart from here and we go out into our lives, back into our lives. We can see sometimes when we see with the eyes that given us, God has given us, and the ears, we hear with the ears, that our Lord has given us, we can see a lot of sorrow. We 
can hear about a lot of suffering. We can go journeying through this world as if we're walking on a hike and looking at all the decaying uh, uh, trees that have fallen and all that stuff instead of what? Lifting our eyes up, lifting them up and seeing the glory of God. Seeing with the eyes of our hearts and seeing and listening with the ears of our hearts. This life can be a battle and all of us have had battles this past week and it probably took a lot from each and every one of you to climb, to climb to this moment, to arrive to this moment, to this mountaintop experience of this Sunday because we, we too are invited today to climb. Jesus looks at you and he looks at me, independent of our age. Even if it's your parents are gonna carry you, they're gonna carry you on up there, right? They're gonna carry you, Parker. They're gonna carry you up that mountain, right? They're gonna carry you up that Parker, right? Even if you're getting carried up that mountain, it's Jesus who's leading your parents. It's Jesus who has called us through the Holy Spirit to come here and he's inviting us to climb. He wants to show us something. He wants to talk to us something about this mountaintop experience this weekend. You know what, we're, we're, we're living right now a reality. Oftentimes you can hear people say, they go like maybe uh, you come to some retreat, you go on a retreat, you have some spiritual experience of some time, maybe mass on the weekend, and the thought can be, oh man, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta go back to reality. I mean, I got, I got classes at Queens, man. I got a class at Queens the next week, and I got an exam, I got a test, right? Got a golf match, right? I got it right, Carolyn, right? Got a golf match, she's nodding her head, right? So, I mean, but we all gotta kinda go back, and it's like, oh, I gotta leave here, leave this mountaintop experience and go back to reality. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is reality. What we're doing right now is reality. That ain't reality. Life is real, but there's something that lasts forever. And what is unseen is a greater reality, the reality that God has in store for you and me. So let us climb today. We're climbing this mountain of the Lord. And what does Jesus want to teach us? He pulled Peter, James, and John aside. And it's the same God. It's the same God that looked at them and said, hey, you three, come with me. Follow me. It's the same God that was speaking to Abraham, take your son Isaac. Yeah, you don't know the whole story, but your son Isaac is gonna prefigure my only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who's coming, the word who does not have flesh yet, but down the road he's gonna. And Isaac was led by Abraham, trusting in God, and God the Father did not ask of Abraham what he was willing to offer for you, me, and all humanity. You see, Isaac prefigured Jesus. He carried the wood. He asked his dad, where's the sacrifice? Abraham with faith said, God will provide. Let's just keep climbing, son. God will provide. And God did. But Abraham had, had, to, had to climb. I think it's very, it can be helpful for us, my brothers and sisters of Christ, through the living word of God, to see that it wasn't easy for Abraham. It wasn't easy for Isaac. It wasn't easy for Peter, James, and John and those who walked with Jesus in the time that Jesus invited them to climb. You know, Jesus at the base of that mountain, his divinity 
was concealed in his humanity. He was like them in all things but sin. He cried, he got tired, he sweat, he ate. They could see sorrow. They could see his heart move for compassion for the people. They were trying to figure out this miracle worker, but his divinity was concealed in his humanity. And Jesus said, come climb with me. So they climbed. And what was their experience at the top of that mountain? Jesus revealed his glory. He revealed his glory. And the main reason why he did that was to prepare them for the scandal of the cross. He was talking with Moses and Elijah, the Old Testament and Elijah. Elijah's gonna come and when he comes, all things are gonna be made new. The Messiah is coming. It spoke volumes to them. And so there he was glorified. And what did Peter say? Rabbi, it is good that we are here. You know what, Rabbi? You know what, Rabbi, let's just wreck three tents. I'm gonna leave my car in the parking lot. I don't need to get out of here fast. Let's just stay up here and worship. I don't wanna go to that other thing there. I wanna stay, this is reality. You, there, there's the glory of God before my eyes. They saw it with their own eyes, the same eyes we have. And not only that, a cloud came. And the cloud always represents the Holy Spirit. It's the cloud that preceded the chosen people out of slavery in Egypt during the day. It was the pillar of fire that guided them at night. The Holy Spirit and the same Holy Spirit there that was with God in the beginning, the same word that was with God in the beginning, the Father spoke and he spoke what a word and the word was there glorified before them and he said this is my beloved son, listen to him, listen to him. That's what the Father wants to say to you and he wants to say to me today on our Lenten journey, on our lifetime journey, in this moment, listen to him. Let Jesus guide you in your life. You may not see him, you may not Hear him in the rumbling of the world, but tune in the ears of your heart and engage the eyes of your heart with faith and he will lead you. And shortly thereafter, what happened? All of a sudden it went back to normal and they saw just Jesus there. I don't know if any of you have had like a transfigured moment, like a wink from, wink from heaven in your life. I'm sure you probably have. Just different moments where you encountered someone in your life that what they did and the way they lived and the way they spoke and the way they interacted, something was special there. It was like Christ was working through them and the glory of God by the way they lived was so attractive. That happened to me when I was in the seminary living over in Rome, Italy. During the Jubilee year, 2000, I found myself two years into the seminary there standing in St. Peter's Square. And I was standing with thousands of people from multiple nations with multiple languages. And there was a little sister from, uh, she was a, a nun from, Italian nun, standing right in front of me. 
They were good. They could box you out good. Everybody's moving into their position. She's standing there. There's a couple other people on either side. And we were waiting for St. John Paul II to arrive. We were waiting. It was cloudy. It was raining. But we were waiting. As soon as he stepped out in front of the chair, the sky broke open and a ray of sunshine came crashing through and clearing up the clouds and shined right on that saint. And the words that came to my heart were, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Listen to him, he's gonna speak my message to you in this Jubilee year. And I looked to that religious sister to my right and the other people and everybody was like, she looked at me in Italian and she was like, Come? Which is like, what? Did you see that with your eyes? I mean, we're all like kind of looking around and like, you know, am I going a little crazy? And like, no, 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 did you see that? And we're like, that was amazing. So sometimes God brings these moments into our lives where we can have these transfigured moments through others around us, through his creation, the transfigured moment that you may have during this season of conversion where you make a resolution to carve out 30 minutes in your day or 15 minutes of your day to break open the living word of God, sit on your back porch, have your cup of coffee, listen to the birds chirp, watch the sunrise, and let Jesus speak to your heart and see the glory of God with your eyes. You may have a transfigured moment going into your place of work in which in some way, shape, or form, led by the Holy Spirit, you have a good resolution to compliment someone at work, even somebody who is very difficult to work with, and you go in there and you pray for that person, and you go in there and you compliment them, and it's a transfigured moment because you see a change in the expression of that person, a smile that you haven't seen before. Maybe it's a transfigured moment where you just make that resolution in your home as a child to think of your sibling, to say, you know what, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go play and we're gonna play, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna share. And then that transfigured moment of you being there and being Christ to your little sister, your little brother and sharing brings glory to your house, your parents see that, and it's a God moment. This Sunday, Jesus wants to point us to where we're going, to think that one day we will have glorified bodies, that we will walk in the land of the living. And to this encounter right here, heaven and earth, Jesus speaking to us through his living word, and Jesus coming to us, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist on this altar, concealed from our eyes, but with eyes of faith, what looks like bread, tastes like bread, feels like bread, tells us that is Jesus, the bread of life, food for our journey. The Lord wants to transfigure us. Yes, in the future, but more importantly, now. Now, how might this mountaintop experience, this time of worship, 
transfigure me? How might I, with the help of God's grace, bring the light, the hope, the peace, the joy, the glory of God out into my world? Rabbi, Jesus, it is so good that we're here. Transfigure us, O Lord.